Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Today's guest is Melissa Rogers, a digital creator who handles social media for 10X Travel. She enjoys helping travelers save money on entertainment-focused getaways in cities like New York, Vegas, and Orlando. Before that, she worked within the digital sector at Disney's Hollywood Records. Um, so yeah, in college back in the early 2000s, I used to spend time reading from fan sites for different artists that I was passionate about. And I decided instead of checking like 20 plus bookmark pages every day to see if they had been posted that I started my own positive only entertainment blog. It was called Social Butterflies and you know, this is in the era of like Hannah Montana and Jonas Brothers, who, you know, they're both still around, but that's who I was writing about. And after a while, I started getting interview requests to um, interview talent, and some of them were for Disney artists. So when I went to interview some of them, it just turned into a conversation. And then I was invited to be a social media manager within Hollywood Records, which is Disney's own. So whenever you had a TV show, or there was a movie like High School Musical, there would also be the album aspect. And that's what I worked on. So it was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed it. And um, I had a love for Disney before that. But seeing how great everything was there, um, it definitely kept me kind of loyal to the mouse. (laughs) And so I love being a part of it now. But now I visit as just, you know, somebody who appreciates the parks. How long did you work for Disney? It was 18 months, so it was fantastic, and that was um, a while. It was during when it was still Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place and an era that I really consider, like, peak Disney. It was right when Twitter was coming out. It was, like, when everything was switching over from MySpace to other programs and um, social avenues, and it was just a really fun time to be there, and it opened a a lot of doors for me after I worked at Um, some radio stations after, some different clusters, and then now I'm at 10X Travel. That's a great segue because next I wanted to ask you about your job at 10X Travel. Yes. So, you know, I absolutely (laughs) am in love with what Bryce created. And um, I was always really big at saving money on traveling, but my idea of saving was always, you know, staying at like motel six previously or Uh road tripping you know like allegiant air it was that kind of a thing and 10x travel just kind of changed me like oh no i can actually travel the way that i want to this is really exciting so at 10x travel i am in charge of social media so if you engage with somebody on the regular facebook page or on Instagram, you are mostly, you know, nine out of 10 times talking with me. And that's why we have a lot of like Taylor Swift content on <laughs> 10X Travel <laughs> and Disney content and Vegas content, because those are things that I'm really passionate about. So I do that and um, I just have a great time with it. 
That's great. I totally studied some of your um, Vegas content that was on the Instagram page for 10x travel before we went because we were going I mean we don't go to Vegas often but we were going to be there and I was like we're going to status match and we're going to match our high globalist and we're going to get MGM what is it gold gold and it's a game changer isn't it well we haven't like used all of the benefits yet but well actually okay when we were there we got the free parking and no resort fees and things like that because we stayed at an MGM property um, but I really want to look into like the free cruise because we matched to Caesar's Diamond. Yes, and, it's know, amazing. There, you, it just there's so many free vacations, and even if you're in Vegas next, it, uh, like for Caesar's, you get your celebration dinner, so it's like a free hundred dollars there. The high roller, it's that big Ferris wheel. Yeah, there's just so that? many. Yeah, and speaking of like, I need Disney to go back. Artists, like, yeah, they have Jonas Brothers tickets all the time. It's great, but. It definitely, we try to put it in a way that's really user-friendly. So if somebody knows absolutely nothing about it, it still can be easy to comprehend because there's just so many different ways to save out there depending on what your interests are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Vegas really matters to me and it's great for families, um, believe it or not, (laughs) with all the different offerings and things you can see like the Bellagio um, garden. So yeah, hopefully you can take advantage of that, especially the cruise because that's fantastic. I know. What a deal. Right. And then like, I think there's a stay at the Atlantis, like a four night stay every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam, we need to get you doing this too. I know. Well, (laughs) I love Vegas. I have, I go back a long way with Vegas because my parents used to go there in the nineties when it was kind of still being built up and there were all these great deals for offered to my parents all the time for flights and hotel and they would, they love to go down and watch shows. So we would go down and see shows. They took me down when I turned 21 and we saw shows and we went and saw comedians. And so I love, I think I love Vegas for the same reason I love Disney because. Like nostalgic. It's, and it's the, it's the place to pretend it's larger than life. Everything is uh, the scale of everything is just very exciting and fun and so I've always loved both Vegas and Disney absolutely and it's always changing like Disney as well you could go in the summer and it's a completely different experience than how they transform into a winter wonderland like it is right now true true so fun and so you said that you focus mostly on entertainment-focused getaways in your... Yes. Okay. Yes. So just because that's my preference, you know, I kind of get to direct the content into what I'm passionate about. So Vegas, obviously, is a huge entertainment capital, as is Orlando, but kind of Disney in general. So sometimes we'll have Disney in Southern California for the original parks. Um, and then very rarely we'll kind of share if there's deals for Disney Paris or the ones that are over in like Asia Pacific. Um, but we also do stuff for, you know, Broadway shows and things that happen in New York city. But if there's something entertainment focused or a getaway, so, you know, cruises, or we were talking about Atlantis Bahamas, it's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I love, those are all things I love too. It's great. Um, so you're not a Disney local. You don't live near either of the Disney parks, California or Florida. Um, But how often are you finding yourself in a Disney park? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm originally from Southern California and I had an 
annual pass, I think the youngest that you can. So like two years old. And I had that up until I was 27. And then oh now God. that I'm in Idaho and away from the parks, um, I gravitate more towards Walt Disney World than the original parks. But I probably go um, close to eight times a year. I'm probably oh out there every 60 days or so <laughs> or sooner. Wow. Yeah. I, it's just so fun. You know, there's, there's something about Disney. We were talking about how everything is constantly changing. So whether it's food and wine festival in the parks or, you know, the 50th celebration, um, it's just, it, it, it stays refreshing and exciting. And I feel like everyone from the cast members to, people who are on their vacation and they saved up for years or, you know, whatever the occasion might be, everyone is just in such a good mood and it really is magical out there. So we, we tend to gravitate to going there for, you know, things like 4th of July or if they're filming something maybe for like the Disney holiday um, mm-hmm. performances for Christmas morning. We, we try to be out there for as many of those special events as we can. So you're probably just going for like a day or two at a time, right? Or no, are you going for longer periods? Good question. Um, the usual trip for us is probably about five days. Okay, that's substantial. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. But it's not like every day is a park day. Some days, you know, okay. like right now at this time of year, it's really great to go to the Grand Floridian or some of these resorts to see like the gingerbread house or the holiday decorations. So we will definitely spend some time in the parks, um, which is a great way to talk about, you know, um, convention tickets later and how you have flexibility with that. But we, we don't live in Florida and we don't have annual passes. We just utilize, you know, some different ways to save for um, some park days, but then also exploring what's going on within the resort as a whole as well, including the on-property lodging. Yeah, that's so fun. Sometimes just wandering around the resorts is just as fun, just seeing all the it different definitely themes. Are. Yeah, Sam mm-hmm. was just there, and you she went and saw, right? You went and saw the gingerbread house? Mm-hmm. I did. I couldn't Although, believe it. It, it always smells so good, too. Did it have, mm-hmm. like, the scent this year, which is, like goes throughout the whole property yes i mean i couldn't believe it was actual gingerbread and that there were people inside (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's been specials and i think they spend like a considerable a considerable amount of time prepping in the kitchen but it's like their favorite thing to do you know just having the creativity to build it but it is it probably weighs so much all that gingerbread i can't Mm -hmm. even imagine is it different every year oh yeah it changes every year Ooh, that's neat. I was going to say, do you think anybody has ever bitten it? I wanted to. I am so (laughs) curious. They do sell, um, not the part that's on display, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's in the elements for quite some time in the lobby around a lot of people. But they should always, every year, I haven't gone yet for uh, the holidays yet, but they usually have a little stand to the side where you can buy little like pieces like shingles from the roof that they made and then you can also buy like your own DIY gingerbread house but it doesn't come with certain things so it's not the best for making like in your hotel room Uh um, because you'll need to ask for you know like utensils to help decorate but um, you can try it that way and I've tried it in the past and it's very delicious it's not as crunchy as like what I thought it would be it's a little softer than expected Mm. that's so fun So I take it you're also into points and miles. Is that correct? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. You kind of okay. have to with 10X travel. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not, I don't know that you're in the right line of work, but um, <laughs> so my question, next question is, do you like to use points for Disney too? Or how, what's your normal like go-to when you're paying for things at Disney? Absolutely. So I am a huge fan of the Southwest Companion Pass. And I can't remember, do either of you two have the Companion Pass? We do. We're working on our second one right now. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I utilize that for flights from Boise, Idaho to go to MCO in Orlando. And um, that really helps because just with the companion pass, it gives, you know, however many miles, I think it's like 135,000 this year. Um, So we use those points to fly out with the companion flying free. And then um, once we're out there, I usually do DVC rentals. I don't have a DVC account myself, but there mm-hmm. are some Facebook groups to book other people's canceled reservations or ones that they just book to resell. Yeah. So I usually do that because I love staying at deluxe properties. But if the dates either don't work out or it's a very in-demand time, like say New Year's Eve, it's really nice to use points and miles for staying at the Swan and Dolphin. That's that's like my favorite to, spot to stay. Yeah, it feels like it's just like an easy, straightforward way. Just get some Marriott points and then book the Swan and Dolphin. Um, and they're great properties. I was so surprised at the size of the room. And it's kind of nice not having to walk through like a really long lobby, you know, or, or different towers to get to your room. And they uh-huh. still have the boats to get to the park. So it's only like a 10-minute boat to get to Epcot. And it, it's just very convenient, I think, for where it's located. I think it's one of my favorite good neighbor properties. Yeah, Sam was just there at the Dolphin. And then we're staying there in January. And I've never stayed in the boardwalk area, like any of those resorts. So I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. The pool is gorgeous there. <laughs> I agree. I have a few, but. I think it's the, I think it rivals the resort pools. I mean, I've been around to most of the resorts and I think the one at the Dolphin, is that the one you're talking about? Because there isn't a separate one at this one, right? I think they share a couple pools, but there there's more than one. They have a few. It, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, Florida, if you're going in January, they don't get that. I mean, I guess they get cold, wet winters, but not like where we're all three located. Mm-hmm. So it's just so nice to be able to still be out by the pool in January. <laughs> yes, totally. Well, The main reason we wanted to talk to you today is because I heard that you are a conference ticket expert. And I just, for the first, well, okay, so let me backtrack. Years ago, when my husband was there for work, he, I don't even know how he, he's a researcher, so he probably found it on the internet. But we were there, actual work, like a work conference. And so he called Disney and arranged that we could buy conference tickets. Um, But I'm hoping you could explain them a little bit better than I can. Tell us about this somewhat. um, Yeah. (laughs) So conference tickets, it has the name conference, but typically what conference tickets are, it's just a way of saying group tickets. Um, This is not for people. Again, you have to look outside of just the name. Um, The whole idea of conference tickets is saying, hey, some people might be going to Orlando for a certain reason, but we'd still like you to come visit the parks while you're in town. So conference tickets are not 
required for just conference guests. You know, originally this is something where if mom or dad were attending a conference, well then, you know, another parent or loved one and kids could all go to the parks during the day when this person was preoccupied with whatever they were doing. So the whole point of it is to be used by people who aren't even going to the conference necessarily. So um, even though it's called conference tickets, just assume that there's a large group of people attending an event at a certain time. And to thank them for that, Disney is giving a discounted rate. So for example, one of my favorite uh, events to attend every year is Dapper Day. And Have either of you guys done Dapper Day? I haven't I've been there on Dapper Day. Oh, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's so it's a for anyone who hasn't attended, it's like this yearly or well, now they do it like three or four times a year, but meet up for people who dress up in period time outfits, um, whether it's the twenties or the fifties, and they just have a great time and there's photos. But it's a free event where everybody just kind of meets up. And so you can kind of go online and get conference tickets for that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that there's an actual conference. It's just a group of people gathering. So that's a huge be like hosted by Disney. Correct. Yeah. So this is just, you know, there, if there's going to be a big group, here you go. Here's a way to get cheap tickets. So with these conference tickets, um, I might say conference or group interchangeably, but um, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And what that means is Disney wants to thank you for that. So instead of you paying full price, there's an option to get lower than advertised pricing. Um, it really kind of depends on the time of the year and what they decide to offer. But typically, there's always a discount for s- singular days. Now, that might be that you're paying the same daily price, but it comes with maybe an upgrade to free park hopper or that you also get a free water park day or free mini golf tickets. Often though, it's where it's at a discounted price for one day. And they also come with options where you can buy an after 1 p.m. ticket or after 5 p.m. ticket at a discounted rate as well. And those usually hover around $70. So if you find yourself where you know, Epcot, for example, opens at 10 a.m. If you're willing to do um, an, a 1 p.m. ticket, which actually gets you in at 12.45, you only uh-huh. go less than three hours after opening, but you're paying half price. Yeah, that's amazing. So when we bought the tickets, I mean, I'm talking like nine years ago, nine or 10 years ago, I we bought the after, is it after five o'clock maybe? Something like yes, that? Yes, they have an after five. Yeah, so I think I since then just assumed that it was only like later entry type tickets. But then just this year when we were preparing for our trip coming up, I saw somebody talking about in a Facebook group buying conference tickets for like full day passes. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I missing? So then I looked into it a little bit more. And so we just bought five day passes through a conference link and it saved us $600. Plus it included the water park fun and more option. So now we get five entries to either mini golf, one of the water parks, I think the ESPN, I don't know what that's called, ESPN Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like floored. It's like it I just comes with so many perks. I know. Yeah. And, and it's something that everybody can have access to. And it's just like this little Disney hack that a lot of people don't know about because they don't go out of their way to advertise a lower rate, but right. you just have to kind of do a search and buy through the link. And it works the same way as any other ticket where you can go ahead and have them, you know, link to your, my Disney experience. So you can log everything about your trip is the exact same. Um, 
you know, assuming you do this full day pass, of course, if you go after the, if you do the 1 p.m. or 5 p.m., you have, you know, a staggered entry, but your entire park experience and how you can do, you know, photos throughout the park or whatever else, it's all very much the same. And it works even really good now that there's the magic evening hours. So we're talking about Swan and Dolphin. Those work towards the evening hours, as does any deluxe or um, the one that we have for military families, um, Shades of Green. Shades so of green. all of those let you go in and then stay at either Magic Kingdom or Epcot on select nights up to 1 a.m. So having a like even a 5 p.m. pass will still get you there for <laughs> quite a few hours. You'll be tired after that. Yeah, that's a, a great deal. Great little secret. Um, So what, can you tell us the process? Like how does somebody go about finding the link to purchase these tickets? That is actually a great question. Okay, yes. So the way that you're going to do it is you don't actually go to like the .com, not the landing page, but just in a search engine, you're going to want to search mydisneygroup.com. Again, not going to the actual URL, just searching that in. And followed by the month and year that you're attending. So say, you know, for your January 2023 trip, it would be My Disney Group, January 2023 conference. And then (laughs) you'll go to the site. All conference links will have a spot where it says tickets and hotel. You don't want to book hotel. It's always nice practice to save that for the people who are actually attending the conference. And they will check the hotel um, because you're saving a lot of money and they only have a blocker room for those people. So you'll save right. that for them. But for the actual tickets, those are intended for anybody to use. So you'll do that and you can buy the tickets and it'll take you to a landing page. And from there, you just check out the way that you usually would on the Disney site directly. Okay. So maybe you can tell me if you looked into this, but okay. So I bought my tickets probably two weeks ago now. And I was able to use a link. I found a link for, I think it was like some kind of medical conference. I have no plans on There's attending always medical conferences. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case it's not clear, I am not going to this medical conference. But like you said, the links are for friends and family to use as well. Correct. It, it's totally meant for when it comes to the actual park tickets for anybody to use. And it's because they wanted people to come out. And a lot of these conferences happen when they're already planning for things to be expensive they already plan for conference um, guests and loved ones to be there so this is something that anybody can buy even if you're not going to the conference you are allowed to use the conference link right okay so I found the link and I bought the tickets everything went completely smoothly I even weren't used my Disney gift cards that I've been stocking up on and buying at a discount over the last couple of months. So I saved even more that way. I have had experiences of people who called just because they didn't feel comfortable buying it online um, due to just, you know, they're just being cautious. Right. So they have booked online and they didn't have to show any proof to purchase over the phone. Um, But there are quite a few links. I'm going in February And there were links that I got maybe uh, within the last 10 days. And I was able to go ahead and purchase online as well. But the bigger ones, yeah, you might have to search around. I usually open up new tabs for a couple different conferences. um, And you'll always see like the the link to buy here. But that's a good point. If you see one that says call to book, you can either call to book. Make sure that, again, it's for tickets only, not for the room. Uh um, Or just keep browsing until you find one that has a link 
that lets you buy online. Okay. And then based on what I've read from other people's experience, when you call, they're really just asking which conference link you're wanting to use, correct? Like they don't correct. need, yeah, yeah. they're they not verifying that you're attending. Correct. And it might just be um, that they just want to allocate it for, you know, that event, but mm-hmm. you can book tickets. Uh, Disneyland is different. I do want to mention that, that Disneyland, they block out specific dates that you can use your tickets. So it's usually within two weeks of the conference. So booking for Disneyland is a little different from Disney World. In this case, I'm talking about Disney World. Disney World, it's the the year of the event. So if you're attending um, and you book a conference for January 2023, as long as you buy it prior to that conference starting, you actually do have to the end of the calendar year to use those tickets. Yes, I did see that. They expire, I want to say they expired in January 24, maybe? Which would be awesome. Yeah, that's a full yeah. 12 months. So yeah. they're really good about it. And the people, um, the cast members that are working, you know, on the phone lines, their whole deal is just to know what to associate it with, you okay. know, just to count so that it can help that conference receive better block deals in the future. Um, but as long as the park has availability for those dates, you're able to book and they plan on people arriving before a conference and staying after as well. So it's not like it has to be used on those set days. Okay. Sam, would you ever try this? Well, I did want to share that I've purchased conference tickets before, and it was because Kim's husband told me. I used to be on the same work team as him, and so we would be in Orlando at the same time. And we were at a conference one fall, and I was just musing, oh, I'd love to go to Disney tonight. And he said, oh, well, you know, you can get conference tickets. And so... I'd never heard of it, but he said, yeah, they're a reduced rate and you go after a certain time. So I just called Disney and said, hi, I'm at a work conference and I want to go to Disney tonight. And they didn't ask me any questions. They didn't ask. I mean, there was no even link at that. This was years ago. I can't remember exactly what year, but it was I was surprised at how little information they asked me. So then... A couple years later, I was in Anaheim for a work conference, and same thing. Um, One of our bosses said, hey, I want to send a couple of you to Disney tonight. And so we went over. They had the little kiosk. It was a good neighbor hotel. And I said, do you sell the conference tickets? And they said, yes. Now, that was different because we were in that hotel for a conference. So, But, I mean, I could have been anyone. It's not like they checked id or a lanyard or anything like that they just sold me twilight tickets they're are what they're called when you purchase the evening ticket conference tickets so i've done it twice once in anaheim one once in orlando it was totally seamless easy process seemed like disney was eager to sell me the tickets and i only recently have heard about what kim did which is where you just find a conference link and use it to buy your tickets online. I think some people, some followers of ours are wondering if it's ethical. They're maybe, I mean, they might be wondering if it's ethical or they're wondering, in fact, one of my followers said to me specifically, are the, are the Disney police going to come get me if I (laughs) buy these tickets? And so I know there's a little bit of apprehension about buying the concert conference tickets if you're not associated with the conference. What would you say to that, Melissa? So we've seen that on 10X Travel as well. I think anytime that I share 
a little bit about conference tickets, not so much on Instagram, but within the Facebook group that we have. There's always a few people that bring up the exact same points that you are. And that's where I have started bringing up that it's just group gathering tickets. Like this isn't something where conferences are paying extra to have this as a perk for, you know, just their people exclusively. Um, for example, Dapper Day that I brought up earlier, that is something that is a completely free event. It's fan created. And even for that one, you can actually, because it's a free event, get the conference room rate for blocks. And whenever we've called to book Disney hotel rooms through Dapper Day, the the staff is so excited. They're always asked, like, what are you going to wear and what era? And they're excited to have you. And there's a lot of free conferences like Dapper Day where they have their conference um, link and anybody is welcome to, to go ahead and use it. There's, um, you know, certain like gay days and different events that are happening throughout the parks that are gathering, whether it's for people running marathons. They have so many events happening throughout the year that are free events and anybody can use those tickets, but that doesn't mean that you're limited to just those conference tickets. If that link exists, it is for you to use and you're not going to get in trouble and somebody else isn't either. (laughs) Just think of it as that there's a huge gathering happening in the parks. It might be a little bit more crowded. Hotels might cost a little bit more, but as for the, you know, the experience you're going to have in the park, you don't have to feel guilty about using the link as long as it's available It exists because Disney plans on people using it. I think to me, it sort of falls in the same category as travel hacking in general. You know, especially let's take a bank like Chase, for example. Chase, and this is anecdotal, but I know other people have done it too. Chase has language that says how often you can open certain credit cards and re-earn bonuses. So sometimes... People will say to me, oh, but really, is that okay for me to do? Are they going to be mad at me for reopening this credit card and getting this bonus again? No, they know that that's what people are doing. They want to keep you as a customer. They're just giving you guidelines. But the language is right there. You can do it. So I think there's gray areas where people are wondering, is this okay? Am I breaking rules? But like you said, this is a public link. Disney is not asking very many questions, even if you call to use the link. So I think the expectation is that, yeah, this is a group gathering, a group discount, and it's posted publicly. So the public gets to use it. That's that's really well said. Yes, I agree 100%. Well, I was going to say that, so when my husband first bought the tickets, I want to say he was there for a conference and he called Disney and said that we're here attending a conference and we'd like to purchase conference tickets. And so they asked what it was and they said, okay, we don't have that one registered. Um, but all they did was just ask a couple questions, the nature of the event, the name of the organization, things like that. And then they created a link then that they, that all of my husband's coworkers were able to use. Yeah. So- if you're a group of six or more, mm-hmm. the language is that you can create a, your travel advisor, Um, can actually create a group um, landing page for you. It used to be where anyone could create their own. Now Disney creates them. But again, that's why the whole point of conference tickets, it saves you so much time. It's not really, you know, worth going through the weeds to go into that whole process. But the moral is like, if, if, if they have a link, you can use it. And their, their team is so 
great at creating new ones if needed. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, do you know, are these offers, are they all different? In terms Some of discount? are yeah. different. Um, because the months, so like if you were to attend a December conference, you might see that it still costs $159 to go to Disney, but at like the water park and the miniature golf, things like that. Whereas for 4th of July, I paid $107 for full day tickets. So, and then it was, I believe 64 for my after 1 PM ticket. So the price will adjust there, but if the time of, the year that you're attending, like say a January conference, all January conferences will have the same price. The one difference is some of them might also have special events that are exclusive to them. A lot of medical conferences will also have sections for in front of the Epcot for their, you're gonna, I, I'm forgetting what they're called. It's not harmonious right now, um, but their water special that they have for their fireworks show. Are it you sure harmonious. that's not it? Is it harmonious? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, you have it. Maybe I'm just getting so ready for next year and their, <laughs> their like 40th anniversary. <laughs> but um, okay, so for harmonious, they'll have like a block section of like viewing, and you can get certain add-ons for your ticket for like special events. So those kind of special add-ons are available for special events. It's always worth looking at like one or two to see if something's happening for the dates that you're out there. But price-wise, it's all a one-day ticket is going to cost the same for the different conferences that you're attending. Okay. All right. I just think that this is all just so helpful. It's just like a whole other discount that I hadn't even considered until just recently. So, Well, and I have a follow-up question because you mentioned group of six or more. So there is kind of a threshold for a group conference ticket link or landing page or something. So what if, for instance, Melissa, Kim and I wanted to do a points and miles meetup at Disneyland. And so we plan the dates and maybe we got 20 people who said they wanted to come. Then could we call Disney and create a link for a conference discount? So the process will, you know, kind of vary, but um, they do create custom links to make it kind of more streamlined. It is kind of nice to have you know, an established link already, because there might be some follow up emails, there might be, you know, a period of time of waiting for that link to go live. But um, they create them for so many different events and group things that happen. So whether it's a school trip, or there's a wedding that's going to be on property, there's a variety of links that they will create for groups. And their language does state, six or more guests to qualify that wouldn't be a conference that would be a group rate the rates are the same just what they call it is a little different but yes um you could go ahead and start working with a disney representative to create a link for you it's a little bit more work but if it makes people feel a little bit better about it the the higher amount of people that are attending like the more people you're expecting to have show up that's probably better because you can negotiate better rates moving forward and then start working in some special things like perhaps group rate block deals for hotels as well. Got it. Okay. Well, 
again, I think this is all very fascinating and really helpful. I hope other people listening are, can utilize this and mm-hmm. save a little bit more on their, their vacations. Um, okay. But Melissa, are there other ways that you like to save on Disney besides this conference ticket, which I think is amazing? Um, what are some of your other favorite savings tricks? There's so many. <laughs> I honestly think, you know, we were talking about Vegas earlier in, in this call and, you know, I was talking about how that's like just such a rabbit hole of free perks, but Disney has so many free things as well. Um, a few things is, uh, I'm trying to go in order of like what I do on my vacations, yeah. but, um, okay. So lodging DVC, we brought this up before. There mm-hmm. are certain Facebook groups that you can join. And if you just search, you know, DVC by resale, there'll be a couple credible ones that show up. If it exists, it's credible. Um, a lot of these groups have like 10,000 plus people. And so people who have DVC contracts will give away, well, they'll resell their rooms. And so I just stayed in September right after the D23 Expo in California. I kind of um, piggybacked it with a trip to Disney World. And we were able to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. The Disney rate was 640 a night after tax, I believe. But we paid $117 after everything was included. That so, sounds better what? than a typical DVC discount. Mm-hmm. No, Animal Kingdom Lodge, they will have some amazing deals. Wow. It blows my mind. Of course, this is for standard view. So you're not, you know, paying mm-hmm. for Savannah or anything like that. We got lucky and got a pool view that did, you could see the flamingos and a few animals, but we weren't Jumbo House. We were the um, the main hotel one. Um, mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, some other hotels that are, I feel like, always discounted more than like what you think they would go are like Saratoga Springs. Um, you can find some amazing rates, but yeah, um, they're incredible. And that is like one of my favorite ways to save because you're staying at a deluxe property. So if you're, you know, we are talking about extended evening hours. If you happen to be staying at one when they're offering that at the park that you're visiting, it's such a great way to stack a 5 PM conference ticket and then enjoy the pool and taking it easy at your property during the day. And then once it cools off, because we all know (laughs) Orlando can get really hot during the days, Mm -hmm. you can kind of enjoy your 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. or whenever it ends. Sometimes it's like midnight or 1 um, at the parks. And so that's my favorite way. I always, always, always try to do DVC. And for people who are larger families, um, it's not just studios. So, yes, there's value studios and standard studios, but they also offer one and two bedroom as well. So if you have a large family and you're thinking that maybe you'd like to cook on your vacation, you can find some really great deals if you're flexible and you're willing to book your trip after you get your room. Or if you have the flexibility to travel last minute, a lot of people, especially right now, are getting rid of New Year's Eve reservations. And um, it was claimed before I got it, but there was an amazing one at Riviera and you know how Riviera can be so expensive. I haven't been able to stay there yet, but I try to go and have food there all the time. And it was probably like just under $300 a night. So you can get really lucky. It usually averages um, $18 per point, And this is getting kind of off track. But um, if you look into it, join the groups, kind of just observe for a little bit. You can find some amazing deals. Um, so we usually plan our trips based on when we can find these deals reserve it, and then book our flight and everything after. 
Um, Landry's. If you do not have a Landry's select card, it is one of my favorite things. Um, do either of you guys have the Landry's card? I don't. Tell us no, about it. I've heard you don't, right? This. Yeah. So it, it's um, a loyalty card. So Landry's has restaurants like Rainforest Cafe and the T-Rex Cafe. They also do Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom Park. So what this gets you is you pay $25 to get this card. It's kind of just like a loyalty restaurant card. But when you pay for it, you get that same amount that you paid as a free credit for your first meal. But you also get every year, um, and you can list your birthday as whatever. So if you know that every 4th of July you go to the parks, you can just say that your birthday is 4th of July. So your birthday month, you'll get an additional $20 credit to use. And it's valid forever. My parents have had their Landry's card a Rainforest Cafe at Downtown Disney in, you know, the original Disneyland park. We probably use that every year for like 20 years. Um, But I use it for Disney World. And outside of the yearly credit, it gets you front of the line. So Yak and Yeti is one of my favorite places to eat at Animal Kingdom. And they will have like a two-hour wait or longer. And some days it's like, you know, they, they stop doing reservations because it just is so in demand. But if you walk up and you show them their Landry's card, even if they're no longer accepting reservations, they will get you the next table that's cleared. So it's really great for um, families, if for T-Rex, for Rainforest Cafe, but also in the park. So it's one of the only ways that you can get a free meal inside of Disney parks. And it's that every year you can get your $20 birthday credit to use at Yak and Yeti inside of Animal Kingdom. And it's great. And you're the next table. You don't throw about reservations or anything. And um, for adults, it works on alcohol as well. That's a great one. I'm going to ask your birthday is in January. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know. Actually, your whole family's birthday is in January. Yeah, we're all celebrating birthdays. So crazy (laughs) how that happened. (laughs) Um, well, is that something that you and your, like you and your spouse could, could both get? Yeah. So you're not limited. It's just, again, like a loyalty card. So just like you'd get like one that they punch every 10 visits is free at any coffee shop or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They offer that for Landry. So again, you do pay that introductory um, one-time fee to get the card. Yeah. But you get your, um, an online number right away. It does take about a week and a half to come in the mail if you want to have the physical card. I just keep mine in my wallet. And then whenever we go, if we decide that we want to eat some more or if it overlaps with what our birthday, you know, time that we have listed on our card is, um, we just get the perks every single year. So in theory, you know, if you and a family of like four all had it, that means that you're getting, you know, $80 in free food credit within the Disney parks every year. So it's really cool to have that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Landry's. Yeah. The only other one I'll really focus on is utilizing the magic evening hours. I think it's really underrated every time Mm -hmm. I've used it. Um, We have something on our 10X Travel Instagram. So if you look at like the highlights, we have one for Disney. And I once rode like Dumbo like twice in a row. And I was the only one on the attraction. My my (laughs) partner was, he was laughing because he got video of it. And it was just me on this ride by myself. But I mean, attractions that have really long waits, like uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, if I'm saying that correctly, I know it's the Mine Train, but 
walk-ons, just absolute walk-ons. So for over two hours after the park closes, um, it's just you and people that know that it's happening that happen to be staying at a deluxe hotel. And it's, it's empty. So food lines are empty. Dole Whip, just walk up and grab it. Um, attractions, they're all walk-on. I believe our record is 18 attractions during what? the extra hours. It, we were just, we were thriving. <laughs> we were going. Amazing. We had a plan and we were just going all the way through um, Fantasyland, you know, over to all the attractions. Certain ones will be closed. It's not like the whole park is open. So like Splash Mountain that will be down anyways but that one was down just because it was a water attraction mm-hmm. but for the most part all of them are open and there'd be people that were just on buzz light your astro blasters just staying on and attracting you even ask you they're like do you want to keep on going and you just don't move <laughs> how fun it's like having the park to yourself that sounds amazing it really is yeah um all right well melissa there's a few questions that we like to ask everybody who's on the podcast so Will you entertain us and answer some of these? I'm ready. Yes. Okay. So the first one is what is your favorite Disney attraction? That's a good one. Um, I think the attraction that I always find myself going on would be, it kind of varies per park, but I am a huge fan of going on the mine train at magic kingdom park and i'm a huge fan of soren when it comes to epcot there's just something about soren especially because they pipe in the fragrances oh yeah it's just so magical and you gotta get out of the elements you're off your feet there's nothing too stressful and it's just like a really relaxing 20 minutes i will gladly go on that every single time i'm there (laughs) I have to agree with you. I think that's one that's been one of my favorites for a long time. I love it. That's a good one. What's your yeah. favorite Soren scent? You know, so when it was Soren over California, I was a sucker for that orange scent that they piped uh-huh. in. Yes. It is so amazing. <laughs> and I would like do this weird thing where I would <laughs> I would actually try to take so many breaths because I knew it was only gonna be there for like four or five <laughs> seconds. And I would just try to get as much of that scent, like, inhaled as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, you know, they have the grass scent and they have, like, that rose scent. But I think, you know, there's just something about the ocean scent that mm-hmm. is just, it's great every single time. I don't think I ever get sick of it. All right. Um, if you could be any Disney character, who would you be and why? Growing up, my answer would be Eeyore, and I don't know why. I just thought he was super cuddly. <laughs> Were you a melancholy child? You don't seem like I an Eeyore at he, all. He just, you know, I think I wanted to be friends with him more than I wanted to be him. <laughs> you wanted to make That's him feel funny. better. Yeah. But now, I think, and I think things are going well for her, but I would love to be the friend of princess tatiana the like with the red with the pink dress you know the blonde girl like the southern blonde girl can i tell you i've never seen that movie <gasps> oh it's so good i cry every time i really I do because i have boys but i haven't I there's some good songs it. in that one all right I'm gonna make sure. it's it's worth it it it's been out for a while and it ages so well and it's so great but i just i like that 
there's a time where like there's a film where without it being like sister forward that there's like girls that are just having fun and supporting one another but then they're both like kind of thriving in their professional life as well with like some good family worked in so mm-hmm. you know and then your best friend is like running a successful restaurant so you probably get discounts there so I think that just sounds amazing <laughs> she's she definitely she has beautiful dresses that that uh-huh. hands down is my favorite character Okay. All right. I like it. Um, do you have a magical Disney moment you'd like to share with us? Cause these are, I just love these. Oh gosh. Um, and we were at, um, the parks, it was not a park day, but we were, um, kind of like walking around the different parks during the day before you kind of like go in and the resorts as well. And we went and we were able to score a last minute dining reservation on the 4th of July at like 9 p.m. for Ohana, which is at the Polynesian okay. Hotel. And for anybody who hasn't been there yet, it's this restaurant. It's all that you can eat. It's just great vibes. Everybody there like calls themselves your cousin. And it overlooks the lake that leads to Magic Kingdom. And you have a great view of the fireworks. And they pipe in the, the firework sound as well. So a lot of people are familiar with how you can do this at, say, like the contemporary or some really expensive places. But the Polynesian is actually one of my favorite spots to see them. But of all the things, you know, obviously this is a huge in-demand time. They were so kind and pixie dusted us to sit right in front. We had the best seat in the house for the fireworks. And... um. It was just such an incredible thing to see the special 4th of July fireworks that they did. And on top of that, we let other people, because we had a table for four, but there was only two of us. So we let some kids that were further back with their families sit at our table so that they could see the fireworks as well. Because it's so magical at any age, but especially when you're a child. So the staff was so grateful that we let them sit with us that... They gave us free drinks <laughs> for the night too. <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's I so magical doing that. And I don't know how we got so lucky getting pixie dust with that. We got a great room upgrade and then we got drinks with dinner and we got the most amazing view of the fireworks. And afterwards we were serenaded um, with everyone in the restaurant by a ukulele player and I'm plant-based. So we had like a vegan dinner spread of stuff that was just amazing. But you know, it was probably hands down my favorite Disney moment I've had. There's something about seeing the fireworks that's always magical. But when you find like a little spot where you get like your space and you can sit down and it's not as crowded as being on Main Street, I think there's there's something almost a little bit more magical about that. And Ohana is like my go-to now. Well, now I want to go. I've never eaten there. It's fantastic. Breakfast amazing you'll be full all day so not before a park day but their breakfast is amazing lunch is great and they're all you can eat um for breakfast lunch and dinner and it's so good you will leave with the biggest smile on your face because whoever you know is in charge of like making sure that everybody's like a good um match there they just find the sweetest cast members that just they really do treat you like you're having a meal in their kitchen on a special occasion. And it's, it's always such a magical feeling. All 
All right. So Melissa, before we go, tell us where we can find 10X Travel online or on social media or anywhere. Of course. So um, I oversee social media. So if anybody ever wants to reach out to me to see Disney questions or follow along on Instagram, we are 10X Travel Blog. That's our handle. And yeah, we have Disney stuff on there. Come check it out. It's fantastic. But if you want Vegas or New York, you'll find it there. We also are 10xtravel.com. And one of my favorite things, I don't oversee it, but I kind of lurk for Disney content if people have questions, is in our Facebook group as well, which is 10x Travel Insiders. And I think we're coming up on like 200,000 members. So we're a big family, but it's still, you'll connect with a bunch of people who are willing to share ways to save for whatever your vacation may be and learning how points and miles can get you there. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points Podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. <laughs>